what is a thread in all of the stories that I write, which is story as connection about how reading aloud stories and writing stories and sharing stories can connect all of us. Hey everyone, I'm Bianca Schultz from the Children's Book Review, and this is the Growing Readers Podcast. Today's guest is the one and only Mr. John Shu, here to tell us about his debut picture book, This is a School. John Shu is the creator of the popular blog, Mr. Shu Reads, was the ambassador of school libraries for scholastic book fairs, a part-time lecturer at Rutgers University, and a former classroom teacher and school librarian. He's visited schools all over the world and has met with over 130,000 students, teachers, and administrators as he advocates for the people and things he cares about most. Kids, books, schools, and the libraries and librarians that connect them. John lives in Naperville, Illinois. This is a school is the perfect debut book culminating all of these experiences. And here's the synopsis. A moving celebration of school and all it may signify, work and play, creativity and trust, and a supportive community that extends beyond walls. A school isn't just a building, it is all the people who work and learn together. It is a place for discovery and asking questions, a place for sharing, for helping, and for community. It is a place of hope and healing, even when that community can't be together in the same room. John Shu crafts a loving letter to schools and the people that make up the communities within in a picture book debut beautifully illustrated by Veronica Miller-Jameson. Well, hello, John Shu. Welcome to the Growing Readers Podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, same here. Well, I'm going to start with a big congratulations because after so many years of you dedicating yourself to championing, championing the books of so many others, this is a school is your very own picture book with your name on it. And I want to know how that feels. Oh my goodness. It, it, it feels like wonderful, but sometimes strange because I'm so used to being like in your shoes where I'm interviewing people about books, where I'm like, wait, this is my book. I'm focusing on it. And I think each time I talk about this is a school, I become more comfortable in the role of author. Awesome. I'm curious, was being an author something that you always wanted to be or was the seed for writing a book planted during your experiences visiting schools all around the world? Yeah, when I was little, so like kindergarten, first grade, I had this big desk that I loved to work at. And I would always assign myself extra homework. And when I was in kindergarten and first grade, I would always assign myself to write my own stories. But is what I would do is I would take my favorite books and I would just copy them 
<laughs> I wasn't creating original work, but I was plagiarizing work. And it was like really inspiring to me when I was in kindergarten in first grade. And then that feeling left me probably in second grade. And then it wasn't until I was a school librarian that that seed of writing my own stories was once again planted. Yeah. Okay. So like from all of these experiences that you've, you've had, I mean, you've been to so many different schools and I'm wondering if there's something about all of those experiences that maybe guides you and drives you in, in being the author that you've become now. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's that, the school visits are always on my mind. Like I, I was lucky enough for 13 years to be an elementary school librarian and classroom teacher who had my own students. And when I left my school, it was sad to no longer have the same students every single day. But then I started doing school visits where I would get to go to Colorado and, and meet 2,000 students throughout the week and then go to California and meet 2,000 students throughout the week. And in all of those situations, I was able to champion the books that I love and the authors who I love. And it was actually through those school visits that I was inspired to write, This is a School, which is what we're talking about today. And This is a Story, which is a picture book I have coming out in the year 2023. And both of those would not exist if it were not for the school visits that I did all over the world. All right. So we all need to know the quintessential question of like, what specific moment inspired This is a School? Yeah. Well, This is a School is actually a companion to This is a Story. So I wrote This is a Story in the year 2017. And I wrote This is a School in the year 2019. And This is a School has a similar structure to This is a Story. And so when I sat down to write This is a School, it was really interesting to take my own story and use it as a mentor text because <laughs> the structure is the same. And so the first sentence of This is a Story is this is a word. And the first sentence of this is a school is this is a kid. And so like I knew immediately what the first line of this is a school was because of the first line of this is a story, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so fun. Like how does <laughs> yeah, it was so fun to be like, I created a structure that I follow. How, like, and so how did that happen? Like so you wrote this is a story first, but this is a school came out first. So how did yeah. that all happen? Well, it, it was all scheduling. So Lauren Castillo is illustrating this is a story. And she had many, 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 many projects before that. And originally it was going to come out in 2022 and it was going to be the, the first book. But as you know, in publishing, things change around all of the time. And so thankfully, Veronica was able to take on This is a School right away, uh, making it my debut picture book. Yeah, that's so fun. Well, since you just bought up Veronica, let's talk about Veronica Miller Jameson's artwork oh, for a minute. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> beautiful and inspiring. Oh, my gosh. And so, so I, I like I read that she created the illustrations using watercolor, acrylic paint and digital collage. And I love the texture and the the color palette. And in particular, I love the diversity of the people that her artwork shows. So just talk to me about your feelings and your thoughts on her artwork. Oh, yeah. Like her artwork, as you just said, you just you just summed it up so beautifully. 
Her artwork is joyful, it's warm. It brings to life these really abstract concepts that I wrote in such a beautiful and exquisite way. And because I've, well, I've been involved in children's publishing for a long time, working at Scholastic for six years. So I was familiar with a lot of behind the scenes things. And then, you know, having my blog for so many years of revealing covers and original art, but I wasn't quite prepared for what it felt like for Karen Lotz, the editor of This Is a School, to send me sketches and then to send me final artwork. And every time I would open up an email from Karen Lotz. It was this big, beautiful gift, which was was uh, Veronica Miller Jameson's art. Yeah, I mean, I just that feeling of seeing it for the first time must have just been incredible. I'm I'm sure, like you said, there was some like seriously great satisfaction when you first held a finished copy of the book in your hand. So I'm curious about what the writing and publishing process looked like for you. Do you want to share a little bit about oh, the yeah. process? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about, you said oh, receiving a copy for the first time. I recently received a copy for the first time, and I was so emotional. I did not expect to be so emotional. I stood in the middle of my kitchen like, weeping, like tears were just flowing out of me because the, the, the PDF of the book is beautiful, but the finished copy is extraordinarily beautiful. The, the font choices and the texture of the paper. And when you take off the dust jacket, there's a poster on the reverse side and, and all the details that I didn't see in the PDF or via the emails that I was able to take in. And I really love the design elements of picture books and spend a lot of time working with kids and adults, showing them how to truly, truly appreciate every piece of a picture book and the anatomy of a picture book and to experience it with my own picture book was really, really overwhelming. Yeah, I bet. I bet. The the um the poster, that's such a cool feature of the book too, just be, being able yeah, to pull yeah, that out. And yeah, it was like an author bucket list item. Um, like one of my, my favorite picture books is uh, We Are All Welcome. When you take off that dust jacket, there's also this this big poster moment. Oh, that's so fun and that, that you got to like have that in in this first book that came out. So 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 what about the writing? Like you had written This is a Story and you kind of mm -hmm. had this, the model of, of how you were going to create This is a School. So like from the idea of This is a School to the, holding that book, what, what happened in between? Yeah. The like writing, pro yeah, the writing process for this is a school is so much fun. I, I'm a very, very visual person and do lots of presentations where I create powerpoints and visuals that have very few words but are guided by imagery. And so when I was writing this is a school, I actually compiled a PowerPoint presentation of the various things that I've talked to adults and to students about throughout the previous four years. And I pulled a collection of photographs of schools that I visited. And I really like, I looked at them and I studied the images and I studied like what I've been sharing with people over the last four years, the previous four years to writing the book. And at the time I was also writing a professional book called The Gift of Story. And I was thinking a lot about a framework that I created while writing The Gift of Story. And so I took all of those things, the, the PowerPoints and the imagery, and the messages that I share during school visits. And I wrote a poem based on that. And it's been interesting to have two people who have read This is a School and they put, they reconstructed the way the original poem looked and they almost both got it exactly correct. 
because this is a school is not is a nine stanza poem that has been broken apart that sounds like poetry I think still but doesn't look like a poem yeah I know that from following you on social media that you're a massive fan of the theater and there's a fun theater scene in this is a school that showcases the students and grown-ups all coming together because a big theme of this book is community so do you want to talk a little bit about this theater scene and its importance yeah oh I love it so much like I I felt strange telling Veronica Miller Jameson that I have a favorite spread in the book because I know I love all of the spreads but I share with Veronica that the theater spread like spoke to my heart and my soul because theater and children's literature are my two biggest passions and Veronica's response was actually that's my favorite scene too and so it's it's been so fun talking to her about it so yeah that the theater scene shows a community at work it shows a community coming together you can feel the energy and the light from the stage Uh, you can really see like the delineation of each character because each character is taking on a role of a character that you can kind of see in their personalities as well throughout the story. And I I feel that it's that big page turn moment where you see all of them together on the stage about to go out and perform. Sometimes you talk to kids and it's like, they don't really like school. They don't really love school. Your book shows all the wonderful things about school and the joy that it can bring. And I, on that particular spread, I love the little girl in the giraffe costume, putting on mm. the makeup of the little girl <laughs> in the lobster costume. And I, this is so cute. <laughs> no, me too. There's just, there's so much to take in. And, and she, she hit a, Veronica hit a lot of Easter eggs throughout and I'm still finding them. But yeah, that is my favorite moment where the two, the giraffe and the lobster are, are helping each other. And then, the you know, the art teacher being involved and the librarian being involved. I really wanted this as a school to be an ode to every single person in this school. You know, not only the classroom teacher, but the secretary and the custodian and the art teacher and the music teacher and the librarian. And I think Veronica Miller Jamison did such a nice job of balancing the different roles throughout the story, where a a lot of times school stories are really focused on the classroom experience and not all the special area experiences. I want to say besides the theater scene that I, I want to say my second favorite part of the book was the inclusion of the custodian because mm. my on kids the cover, on the cover yeah, yes my <laughs> kids love the custodian at our school they think he's the greatest and like yeah. I feel like you know at the end of the school year the teachers do get credit and and everybody often at our school pitches in and gives gifts to the to the teacher mm. and I and I often think we forget about all the special teachers and the custodian and I just so I love that your book reminded everybody or it just you know it brings everybody together because everybody plays a part of making the school run well and it was so special to me personally because when when I was in elementary school I had a lot of anxiety And, and one of the scenes that Veronica brought from my life that she didn't know she was bringing from my life is the scene where the boy has a lot of anxiety over math. You can see all the kids are really excited and they're raising their hands and they all look like they know the answers. And there's a boy that looks stuck, but then his teacher helps him and his teacher guides him. But when I was a a kid, the person who really helped me was the custodian. And when I was in third grade and fourth grade, I had this special job where I got to help the custodian clean up after lunch 
lunch. And it was like such a, a, a bright spot in my day. And I'm sure perhaps there was someone in the school that knew like I had anxiety at recess or, you know, there was something that didn't always go right at recess. And so the custodian was a good person to help me and to guide me and to give me tasks to do. And then in the summers, I would I would actually go to my custodian's house and he, I would help his wife in the garden. And I honestly forgot about all of this until you mentioned the custodian. So thank you for giving ah. me new material to talk about with students. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe somebody just needs to create a picture book you know, the custodian. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Oh my goodness. I honest, I forgot all about that. Yeah. I mean, you could turn that into a, a wonderful picture book. I could totally yeah. see that. Oh, thank you. So so I think it, like you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but it is important to note that while this is your first released book for children it's not your only published book because you wrote the incredibly hmm. handy book for grown-ups the gift of story exploring the effective side of the reading life and so Yay. I feel like I mean some of our listeners probably already know about this book but I, I would love for you to tell our listeners about it and especially oh, our sure. teacher and librarian friends yeah. So I, I say the gift of story is the professional book of my heart. The book I never thought I would finish writing, but I finished it and it's out coming out. But the gift of story is all about sharing your heart through story. And in the first chapter of the book, I define what that means to share your heart through story. And the way that I define that is that when you share your heart through story, it's where the academic elements of story, which is what a lot of people focus on in class classrooms and through instruction. It's where the academic elements of story overlap with the affective elements of story. And so I wrote an entire book about the heart. And in each chapter, it explores a different affective element of story. And I'll share them very, very fast. So there's the af first affective element of story is story as healer, how stories help us heal our hearts. Story as inspiration, how story inspires us. Story as clarifier, about how story can help us make sense of things going on in our own lives, as well as in other people's lives. That story can help us make sense of really, really complicated things. Story as compassion about how story can make us more compassionate people. And then finally, what is a thread in all of the stories that I write, which is story as connection about how reading aloud stories and writing stories and sharing stories can connect all of us. So it's really like it's a John Shue presentation in book form. That's awesome. I know, because it'd be so great that if you could visit every single like school and, and group of students and teachers, but it's just not possible. So, but it is possible well, through this yeah. book, which is amazing. Well, and, and that's so interesting that you say that because I didn't think I would talk to students about the gift of story, but it's become such a big chapter in my student presentations. And I realized through talk, talking to students about it that I really wrote it for them, right? I mean, their teachers are going to read it. It's not a book a third grader would read, but they were always my guiding light when I was writing it. And I was always thinking about my former students and what would be best for them and what I wished for them. And talking to students about it, particularly seventh and eighth graders, it really, really resonates. And, and it leads to really important conversations after the presentation where seventh and eighth graders are opening up about their own lives because of the affective elements of story. So that was a really big surprise. Oh, 
Yeah, that's incredible. Um, what a gift just for you to, to, to know that you're, you know, reaching so many people and just bringing this love and joy of story that both you and I know is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, what a gift. Well, I love well, that the fact you. that it's just I mean, that's the title, The Gift of Story, and it is a gift. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, we know that we have something fun to look forward to from you, which is this is a story. But are there any other fun projects that you're working on? Yes, watch yes. For? Yeah? They're, they're all public now. As you know, publishing is so many secrets where I was telling students, well, I have this book that I wrote that I can't talk about and this one, but I can't. So this is a story is coming out in uh, spring 2023, uh, illustrated by Caldecott honor artist Lauren Castillo. Yay. And then in fall of 2023, my debut middle grade book called Louder Than Hunger is coming out, which is based on my own experiences in eighth and ninth grade. And it really is the story of my heart. I said, this is this, the gift of stories, the professional book of my heart. This is the, the absolutely true story of my heart. And then I have a picture book coming out in spring 2024 called The Poetry Place is Our Space. And it's being illustrated by Holly Haddam. Oh, I love Holly Haddam. <laughs> oh, me too. That's, that's so wonderful. All right. Well, I also love learning about the day-to-day -day practices of busy, creative people. So I know that something that you like to do is joy walking. Yeah. Will you share the what's, <laughs> why's, and how's of joy walking with us? Oh, I would love to. Every book that I've tried to write <laughs> up to this point has been attempting to write a joy walking book. And so it's been really, really good to me. And eventually I will write a children's book about joy walking. But this is what I do. Every day before I write, if possible with weather, I go outside and I disconnect. I, I put my phone in airplane mode and I'm just one with nature. And I go on a walk where I keep my heart open and I keep my ears open and I'm really present with myself. And it's almost like a, a moment of people who do yoga or do meditation and I do it outside. And it's how I prepare myself mentally for writing. And then I come in the house and I sit down and because now my heart is open and my ears are open and I am open, I'm able to write truthfully. And it's my favorite part of the writing process. And if ever I don't have the time, like, oh, I can't go on a joy walk, I really struggle with writing. So walking is my therapy and walking is what inspires me. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like joy walking is, I mean, you use it for your writing, but it's, I mean, doing that before anything big you have going on in your life yeah. it would be so beneficial. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, no, thank you. And I'm working on a joy walking book right now. Uh, so yeah, maybe nice. it will actually be the one. It doesn't turn into another book. I love it. Now I'm curious, do you have like a specific path that you walk? Like, do you walk the same walk every time? Yeah, well, um, before the pandemic, I used to travel 220 days a year. And so the view of my walk was so different every single day. And now I'm starting to travel again. And so I do enjoy that the view is different. But I, I walk around my neighborhood, which is not as exciting as, you know, being in a different town every day. But I, I change it up. But mostly it's like this loop that I do around my neighborhood. All right. Well, I have a, I have a kiddo question for you. Let me just sure. line it line it up. Hi, Mr. Shu. Now that you're an author, I'm wondering what your favorite job was. A teacher, oh. an author, or a librarian? Oh. Bye. Oh. 
Oh, that was so amazing. Thank you for that wonderful question. Uh, I love them all. They're, they're all a piece of who I am, but I feel most at home and most at ease and most excited when I'm in a school library. It's where I feel the love of story the most. It's where I get to talk to students like you about books that you love and books that I love. So although I love every single role that you just named. My favorite is school librarian. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now here's a question that I ask everyone, and I'm sure you've been asked this question a bunch. So they say you need to be a reader first to be a writer. Uh, well, first of all, do you agree with that statement? And if oh, so, yeah. was there a specific book that, or maybe two, that you feel turned you into a reader? Yeah, absolutely. You have to be a reader in order to be a writer and a writer to be a reader, I believe. And, and I know the great KT Camillo says that all of the time, uh, but there are actually two books. So I, I am a reader today because of a book called Goofy's Big Race. And it was a book that I bought at the grocery store in the year 1986. And I had as a kid the full collection of the books from the grocery store. And it was a book that my grandma read aloud to me all of the time. And Goofy's Big Race almost is like a character in my book, Louder Than Hunger. And the character, his, his name is Jake. He thinks about the book. Um, Goofy's Big Race a lot, especially his grandma reading it aloud to him. And then the second book that made me a reader was the novelization of one of my favorite Disney movies called Oliver and Company. So I am a reader because of media properties. I love it. I love it. I know. I feel like I feel like these kind of books get discounted, but it's. Yeah. I have a my favorite saying is that not every book is for every child, but for every child there is a book, and yeah, you know, like all of this book banning and everything, it just drives me crazy. I mean, yeah, we me we need to let the kids read the books that speak to them, and you know, if it's a book with Goofy from Disney, like yeah. like that's the book, you read it. <laughs> Well, yeah. And because of that, I do a whole segment in my presentations with kids because when I'm talking to kids, I'm also doing professional development for teachers at the same time. And I'm able to say things that maybe sometimes the librarian doesn't feel comfortable saying. So because of what you just said, I bring up a photo of me when I was in kindergarten and say, my favorite book was Goofy's Big Grapes. And then second grade, Oliver and Company. And third grade, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And fourth grade, He-Man and She-Ra. And it's my way like to say, like I was a kid that would read any book if it was based on a movie, based on a TV show. And I talked to students about how I think that's because they're they were familiar characters and there was safety in that. So yeah. I, 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 I love talking to students about that. But, but really, I love that adults are hearing that message of, of let, if a child wants to read a book about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, let them get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, get yeah. out of the way. I love that phrase. <laughs> I, I, was just, I don't know which episode it was. Somebody else just said that. I wish I could say who it was. But oh, really? I, I feel like this is the phrase that all of us book people need to just like repeat, repeat, repeat. Just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, John, before we go, I want to know what your hopes are for when a reader reaches the final page of This is a School. Aww. 
I, I hope it's a book that makes students smile when they get to the end. I hope that they saw themselves throughout the story. And I hope that they feel a little bit more connected because of the story. And I hope it's a story that like kids want to go back and pour over the illustrations because there's there's so many Easter eggs and there, there's so many things that I think you miss unless you read it really slowly and take in each spread. So, but most importantly, I hope it makes kids smile. Oh, I think it absolutely will. And there absolutely can never be enough books and conversations about community and connection. And I just think the world is so lucky to have you in it, John, spreading the importance yeah. of reading aloud and the joys of sharing stories from the heart. So thank you so much for writing This is a School and for sharing your time with us today. Oh, no, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And thank you for all you do, Dick connect readers and writers and most importantly children ah, thank you john thank you thank you so much for joining us on this quest for growing readers be sure to check out our show notes you'll find links to order a copy of this is a school to see which author or illustrated guests we have coming up and how you can be on our podcast and have your questions answered by authors and illustrators visit us at thechildrensbookreview.com forward slash The Growing Readers Podcast. If you like this show, remember you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, Chromecast, or anywhere else you like to listen. Subscribe to the show to get new episodes as soon as they launch. If you're enjoying our book chats, please leave us a review. And while you're at it, tell a friend to come and have a listen. The Growing Readers Podcast is a production of The Children's Book Review. To discover more fantastic books for kids, just like John Shu and Veronica Miller Jameson's This Is a School, I hope you'll visit us at thechildrensbookreview.com.